Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate your presence um, and the time you take to join me. Um, it is wonderful doing this podcast. I really enjoy it. I love talking and I love sharing my knowledge with you and I hope you like it too. So uh, I hope you're enjoying myself. Um, sorry, I hope you're enjoying yourself and getting ready for a great weekend ahead because it is going to be the weekend. And where I am, we are on a holiday t- tomorrow. Uh, so I can't wait to have a long weekend myself. Um So yes, today's podcast is on something special. Uh, It's called um, The Role of Modern Day Indian Christian and Muslim Minorities. Um, I got the idea for this podcast from uh, from a video I was watching on uh, on Facebook. It's called, um, the video was by P Guru. So if you go to P Guru's channel on on, Facebook, um, on Facebook or YouTube, um, and there is a video there with an Indian Christian who happens to be a BJP supporter. Now he he's he's been a vocal critic of the church uh, and whatever's going on. The uplift he's been working for upliftment of Christian communities and any communities and all people involved. Way before he joined BJP, he used to be part of the Congress. Um, and anyway, so he, he got this disenchanted with the Congress and joined the BJP. Not a complete switch immediately, but he, he took its time, which is great. But he, he was giving an interview to P. Guru's channel, and it was a fantastic interview. The interview was called The Role of the Indian Christian. Uh, and from there, I got my my idea. Now, I have to say that I agree with him on whatever he said. He went to a lot of things um, on his interview. It's about 43 minutes. Uh, everything he said was correct. Okay. And I listen, I do agree with him. Lock, stock, and barrel. Uh, and it is important to say that. Uh, because whatever he said is true. He was, He's been... Uh, chastised, he's been heckled, he's got uh, messages, negative messages, angry uh, messages, people coming up to him, telling him to divorce his wife, telling his wife to divorce him, should I say, uh, because he joined the BJP. Uh, He gives you examples of how the Christians have uh, destroyed, uh, have, uh, um, you know, uh, not been very nice to him, should I say. not been very nice to him because of the fact that he is, um, you know, because he's joined the BJP and Christians are supposed to vote Christian and be Christian and hang around with Christians. So it's it's really, really uh, an absolute uh, stupidity. But anyway, um, yes, effectively, um, on that, he, he gave his suggestions and what he, he would like for Indian Christianity, what he's trying to do. Um, I would invite you to, to listen to the channel. The channel is called P Gurus. And on that, I am going to give you my, um, my uh, opinion. Now, the only difference between him and me 
is that he is a practicing Christian, I think Roman Catholic, um, and I am an ex-Christian, okay? So um, that's the only difference uh, from from him and me, uh, that I'm, I'm ex-Christian. I've said, thank you very much. I've been there, done that. So my, my, my topic today is the role of the modern Christian, uh, modern minorities, uh, that is the Christians and the Muslims in India, um who are we and why are we minorities and um how do we go from here uh we are considered minorities not because we choose to be minorities because it's a tag given to us by the relics of empires both these communities are actually uh, uh leftovers of colonial empires uh, who invaded the Indian subcontinent. The empires are dead, but their divine departments are open for business and they need our human capital to resurrect their empires. Um, they just lost power, imperial feudal power, and at the end of the day, um, absolutely, they converted, they rebranded themselves into some fancy, nice religion of God and divinity and prophetic and, you know, um, pluralistic, uh, syncretic. Uh, they put some nice fancy tags and then they said they are minor minorities. And they've been forcing us to accept the fact that they're minorities, but this tag has not been chosen to by, by us. It has been absolutely forced down our throats and we do not have a say in it. Very important to know, we do not have a say in it. We are slaves to this label and that is why we're leaving. It is important to note this, that we are actually relics of colonial empires. The empires are dead, but their divine departments are open for business. Um, and they need our human capital to resurrect the empire, and that's why they impose this on us. Now, it's important to understand that, to acknowledge that um, we do not have a voice in the communities. We are slaves. We are only supposed to, to negate and, and degrade people on the outside, but we are, in, we are embodied to look at ourselves on the inside as pure, beautiful, uh, perfect, but the bad, the evil is always on the outside. That is how we, we say. Um, we're not bad, we're not evil because we run by a label, the label's perfect, so we are perfect, the problem is on the other side. That is a big, big fault line. Uh, having an opinion in our communities is, is, uh, is a crime. You cannot have an op opinion. You cannot raise your voice. <coughs> Sorry. You cannot say anything. You cannot rise above the status quo. You have to toe the line and be a slave. They want to control your mind in every single nook and corner. Um, and that is important to, to say. Now, why are we doing this podcast? Uh, we're doing this podcast is because when I, when I started this, um, this, uh, uh, this podcast right in the beginning I said very clearly it becomes necessary for us to tell our stories uh, as as people who went through these this trauma to went through Christianity and Islam and these two religions um, it becomes important for us to tell a story to a new generation okay it is a way of giving back to the land and to a new generation uh, in the form of knowledge the dividends um, from the investment of our country uh, put in us, our human, our country 
put their taxes together, invested in our human capital to, to empower ourselves with knowledge, confidence, and rise up above the status quo so that we can contribute to, to the country. But we're not allowed to contribute. So it still becomes important to have this conversation so that the next generation can interpret our actions and um, and our problems we face, the errors we made, and so the next generation can understand those errors lest they make it again. So it is up to the next generation to look at the events of the past from whichever angle they choose uh, based on our errors, based on our interpretation, based on what we were thinking and what we did and how we did it. And it's up to them to learn and adjust going forward. So we don't have this conversation. We say, no, 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 it's not our fault. It's everyone else's fault. We're not going anywhere. So that is important. Now, when the imperial powers fell down, the Islamic powers, the Christian powers, uh, they, the ecosystem remained, okay? The ecosystem, the, uh, the sales and marketing managers of God, uh, who were pre previously feudal lords practically, uh, insist that we continue uh, submitting to them um, in the name of God. Uh, and they insist that the, our submission uh, to them and their plantation is divine, is a way of divinity. It's a way of going to God through them. We cannot go through God, uh, through anyone else. We have to submit to them because they, they are only divine connection to God. So that is what they want us to do. They, they literally become the gods of this planet uh, and, and control everything we do, our minds. And we have to acknowledge that, that we are slaves of men. We are not slaves of God. We are not slaves of an ideology. The ideology is used to keep us as slaves to men uh, in order to, to go, uh, to rise, to, uh, uh, to, to lead our lives and to resurrect the, their imperial power. It is important to understand that from the time they are, we are born, um, the Christians and, and any group for that matter, not just Christians and Muslims, but I'm taking it because I come from the Abrahamic background. Now, any group is the same. Uh, they polarize us to use the divide and rule. So from the time we are born, we are given a division, um, an ideological division that we're different from the people at the side of us. We're not the same. Um, ideologically, we, uh, we are different. Our label is different. And God has given us this label. And that's why we have to be different. We have to live within our, our differences. We have to live within our plantation. We cannot marry outside. We cannot. Um, we must remain within our, our, our scope. We must re remain within our field. It's very important. We must marry and, and, and mix with only people of our groups. It's very, very important. Uh, we're not allowed to marry out. So they play this divide and rule and the divisive polarizing mentality in our homes from the time we are born. It is important as, 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 as so-called perceived minorities to acknowledge that, that we are polarized from birth. Uh, and for the left, for the media to say that, you know, the, the Hindus are polarizing, it is a falsehood. We are polarized by the sales and marketing managers from the time we are born. It's very important for, for uh, perceived minorities, Christians and Muslims, to understand this because we're the ones causing the problem. Um, 
they make us feel um, point number six, I think seven. They make us feel ashamed of our civilization, complete shame. They give us, they indoctrinate us with shame, uh, with all negativity, anger, frustration, and lies, complete and utter lies about our Vedic civilization and about Hindus. From the time we are born, we are told that we, the, you know, the Hindus are a whole lot of bunch of liars, negating, negation, filthy, all sort of. Bad words, bad names, and we are to, um, we are um, we are made to feel ashamed. Basically, we are made to feel ashamed of the Vedic civilization. Anything that's good is attached to India, even if it's ancient. Oh, it's our culture, it's Indian culture, but we're not allowed to go close to it. Okay, they even negate you and degrade you if you do yoga. Can you believe that? Uh, so that 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 is the Indian Christian. I'm talking of the ecosystem. When I say ecosystem, I am talking about uh, the 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 elite, the the church, the Islamic uh, mullahs, tullahs, and the establishment. Okay, I'm not talking about the people on the ground. Uh, they chastise our Vedic civilization, lock, stock, and barrel absolutely chastise, degrade it, laugh in it, and put it in a negative narrative so that we are wrapped uh, in this negation of this um, of this uh, civilization and they try to isolate us as much as possible with this negative narrative so that we never, we form this mold of fear and we never cross over and rise up. They put fear into us from the time we are born that if we do not listen to their narrative, we are going to hell. Fear, fear, fear. Abrahamic religions are about fear and they put this fear from the time we are born. They use fear as a tactic to negate us. They don't invest in the positivity. They don't invest in our soul of empowering us because the moment we are empowered, uh, you know, we leave. So they do not invest in any collective upbringing, um, in, um, collective uh, empowerment of the child, but they invest in negation of his soul, of his confidence. And the only time we have confidence, we can have confidence, is that if we believe in God to their narrative. If the narrative does not fit them, we are chastised. And so fear is the main a foundation that we are built upon. Uh, it is also Im important to understand that the word Hind, anything attached to the word Hind is a bad word. From the day we are born, we are told to attach Hind as a bad word. Um, and, and basically that's it. Anything Hindic is negated. So today we were listening to some news on, on, uh, on, um, on times now about the negation and the narrative uh, and the degree and the negative phobic na narrative of of Islamist in 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 uh, the UK and they've been degrading Hindus they've been chastising but I looked at it and I said you know you've got the same problems in your home every single mosque and um, every single church. Uh, the ecosystem, the establishment does the same thing. We are bothered about what's on the outside, but the what's on the outside is an extension of what's on the inside. Absolute extension. So stop the violence in your homes and you will stop the violence in your streets. Stop the violence in your streets and you will stop the violence at your borders. Um, now, um, 
once they do that, they only they 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 put the fear onto you, and they say they make themselves the only saviors of our fear. So only the only the church can save us from fear. And who's going to support the church? The Congress. So the only goal is to vote for the Congress. They say from the time you're born, you're indoctrinated to vote for the Congress. Um, now. Um, they spread hate and they spread fear of the RSS, uh, RSS BJP. From that time you are born, they indoctrinate you to hate the RSS and the BJP. So they give you this negative narrative. They give you a negative personification. And so when you grow up and, and they, they say, oh, well, look, the BJP is fear. The BJP is communal. They don't tell you. They will not say that from the time you are born, we are told to hate uh, other political parties, p political parties that cannot be bought out by uh, by the Abrahamic invaded invaders, um, Abrahamic groups that are relics of colonial empires. That they will not say. They, they will not say that we are indoctrinated. Indoctrinated. They say we we are we are scared, but we are indoctrinated to be scared from the time you are born. Why are you bothered now? Did you not think about that? Or you indoctrinate the person only so that they live in a fear plantation. That's what it is. We are indoctrinated to be scared so that they can sell our fear for votes and money, which only they get, they put it in their pockets. And that's how they've got so much land and money in their bank accounts uh, for generations which they will never share with us we're supposed to give them our money but we're not allowed to ask questions so that is something that the indian christian and muslim has to acknowledge um i'm just going to my notes here and i apologize for the noise if you can hear some um there's a lot of intra-community anger and aggression uh so for example if i grew up in the roman catholic church uh, the Roman Catholics will say only you have to believe in Pope John Paul. In those days, it was Pope John Paul. And you have to believe in the church, in the Vatican. But they negate the Anglicans. And the Anglicans will negate the Orthodox. And the Orthodox will be will negate someone else. So this intra-community aggression and anger, each one is supremacist on its own denomination, on its own base. And each one tells the tell spits on the other person. But when the anger and the... Uh, violence transfers the streets and they say well oh yes um, oh yeah the Hindus are bad the Hindus are bad uh, we are supporting Christians but they don't support Christians a Catholic Church will not support an Anglican Anglican Church will not support uh, support um, uh, a Syrian Christian they might pretend now for the TVs because they know the TV cameras they're in, in the front, so they they pretend oh, we're all together, we are one. Same thing the Muslims do, you know, the Shias, the Sunnis, the Kojas, the Bodhis, everyone spits on each other uh, within the community, within these groups, and they don't allow you to intermarry, they don't allow you to have the conversation, they don't like you when you're friends. Um, really really pathetic groups of people there's intra-community it's it's not like a, among hindus that we are pluralistic uh and we have different uh streams of ideology and it's okay to have these different streams and you never have one stream hating on the other stream because it's okay it's important to understand that we are currents and waves we are not um we are not uh 
uh, we, we are not stone. We don't, we, we're not permanent on the ground. We are currents and waves and the waves are all the time. They're all the time we have currents and waves. It's, it's, it's something that is important to say because um, you never have all waves on the planet at the same time and at the same strength. And, and it's, you know, it's only one wave. You have millions of waves. And so to negate another wave or try and tell the other wave, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. That doesn't work. But Abrahamic supremacist ideologies do not understand this. So it's important to acknowledge this. Um, it's also important to understand um, the, the church and the Islamic organizations are not divine. They project themselves as divinity. They project themselves as divine. They project themselves as doing the work of the divine, but they are not. They are not religions, they are relics of colonial empires. Um, and over the last 70 years, these empires failed. Because these empires failed, uh, they had to make do with a new reality on the ground where they did not have power. So we've spoken about this before. Indian Christians and, and uh, Christian uh, ecosystem and um, um, and the Islamic ecosystem ganged up together and allied with a new power on the ground. So the new power on the ground, um, who is the new power on the ground? It was the Marxist, the socialist Marxist Indian National Congress. So they made for very strange bedfellows, my friends, but they still allied together. It was like an arranged marriage. And I will read you something from, uh, from a, a quote from someone who was giving an interview on the internet. Um, I don't know which channel it was. I found it so funny, but it's the truth. They're like um, the alliance between the Abrahamic colonial empires in India and socialist Marxist Indian National Congress is like mutual prostitution uh, as a cynical arranged marriage between strange bedfellows. And I'm gonna repeat that, it's so funny. It's more like mutual prostitution as a cynical arranged marriage between two, three strange bedfellows. And that mutual arranged, sorry, that mutual prostitution as a cynical arranged marriage is um, the, the Christian, the Muslim communities, uh, Islamic communities, the Christian communities, and socialist Marxists. Now, Marxists don't believe in God. So why are the Abrahamic groups who pretend to be so perfect uh, that they don't need anything, God is there, why do they pretend to, to ally with the Marxists? Why do they need a Marxist? I mean, if God is taking every, care of everything, you do not need, uh, you do not need um, the church, you do not need Islamic establishments, you know, I have God. Why should I care? Uh, because there is no God. It's only a feudal empire. These are relics of colonial empires. And their colonial hangover requires us to remain on an ideological plantation so that we can be their slaves and they can milk us, manipulate us for money and power. That is what it is, my friends. And as, as Christians and Muslims, we have to understand this concept. Very, very important to understand this. Very important. Uh, they are relics of colonial empires. They are not divine at all. They have kept us, lied to us, and uh, 
allied with the Indian National Congress who are socialists. Socialists need for you there to be poverty. If there's no poverty, then they cannot, uh, they don't have a reason to exist. They need so injustice because then they need to fight for injustice. So they will create the injustice, they will create the poverty, they will amplify the fault lines, they will feed you with a constant, uh, um, uh, constant uh, bottle of uh, fear and negation. Uh, they, like I said, they, um, they, in, they, they, they plant divide and rule between uh, two ghettos. They insist on the ghettoization of your mind, which is slavery on a plantation. Um, they pit one plantation to another, one ghetto towards the other, and they lock you in the cycle of ghettoism, and you can never get out of there. So it's important to acknowledge all of that. It's important to heal, my dear friends, and free yourself from this ideology. Um, so how do we do this? How do we change the status quo? First and foremost, it is important to acknowledge that fear is only a narrative. Uh, as a colonial hangover for these uh, colonial religions. Very important to understand, fear is only a narrative. So basically they're only feeding you with fear as a narrative so that you stay on the plantation. Acknowledge that this has caused us a massive depression. All of us on this plantation of fear are not moving forward. We are stagnant because we're indoctrinated with fear. It causes us a massive depression, massive health crisis, uh, mental health issues. And it's important to acknowledge that this, that this depression is coming from the indoctrination of our minds, the stagnation of our human capitals, and the fear psychosis that it's indoctrinated into us from the time we are born with concepts that only uh, purify themselves, purify and, and uh, relate and glorify their slavery, um, their subjugation of our mind to their benefit. Uh, while they're the beneficiaries and we are the losers. Uh, so this depression uh, is something that we all go through. We do not acknowledge it. We say it's like, uh, we think, oh, it's the Hindus. We are told that the, the, the Modi, the fear of Modi, we are fearful of, of, uh, of the Hindus, the Bajrang Dal and this Dal and the, all the Dals. But in reality, it's the, the our currents that have formed the waves. So uh, acknowledge the depression that, yes, we are going through a depressive period. And this is nothing to do with the politics on the inside, outside. It has to do with the negation and the narrative of fear on the inside for generations it's gone on. Very important. It's also important to heal, my dear friends. It is a time to heal. Um, so in order to heal, because if you don't heal, you can change your label, you can go from one side to the other, but if you're still carrying that wound, if you're still carrying the trauma, you will meet people who are traumatized, you will meet people who are angry, you will meet people who are, who are anguished. So you need to heal so that you meet people who heal. So uh, in order to heal, you have to externalize your voice. Very important to externalize your voice through um, any emotion, to art, to sport, to literature, to theater, to singing. Singing is a fantastic way of externalizing your voice. Take vocal classes, take singing classes if you can. It is a fantastic way to balance the electromagnetic energy and release, release energy. 
Please read, read history after history after history. Make junctions in life as a make every junction into a life, in life into an uh, intellectual laboratory. Join the sequences together of the timeline. Uh, start off, try and find the source of of, of the issue, um, the source of the supply chain, right from uh, generations going by. So read, realign your narrative, realign your your positioning, your mind. Um, listen to debates. Very important to listen to debates. Um, because you learn a lot of things from debates and you'll also learn a lot of things from uh, taking part in debates or conversations, even if it's just at home. Um, important for you to have those conversations at home, the debates at home. Um, even if people don't agree with you, just get your point of view across and say, look, I don't agree with you, but this is my point of view. I'm keeping it until I find something different. So. Uh, you form the baggage of knowledge over time. It takes a long while. It's not something that's done tomorrow. It takes three, four decades to do this. Um, and um, if you can't have a debate with anyone else, you cannot get your point of view across. Have the debate with yourself. Stand in front of a mirror and have that debate. I guarantee you, you will build up that strength. It will build and build and build, and it'll be so amazing. Um, so, um, yes, absolutely. Um, it is fantastic, um, to, to be able to finally express yourselves, have that debate, uh, read, externalize and heal my dear friends. And remember by you sitting on the plantation of fear, you cannot join the conversation, um, and, and of, of the governments, the, be it municipal governments, be it, uh, state governments, be it, um, uh, national governments, policies, you cannot join that conversation. You cannot partake in society. You cannot partake in improving your society. You only live on the plantation of fear and wait for the government to come and help you. But if you're not part of that conversation, how will you have, how can you change? How can you contribute? How can you empower yourself, offload the baggage and help a new generation? You cannot do it if you're not, uh, you're not having that conversation. So that conversation starts at home and, and, and getting off this plantation of fear is very important. You are, we are equal partners. All of us are equal partners. The constitution, the government has made us equal partners in, um, in society. We walk in the same, same streets. We live on the, we take the same buses. We take the same trains. We take the same airlines. The country as a whole puts its money together to empower your human capital through education, uh, to universities, schools, sporting events. The government is putting this money, but where does the government get this money? From, from all our taxes. Everyone's putting it together. So uh, if everyone's putting it together, that means we're all beneficiaries. We're equal stakeholders. Uh, why don't we partake in, in, in equal stakeholders instead of pointing fingers at others? Remember something very clearly. It's, it's, the Bible, as Christians growing up, we are told very clearly, ask not what others have done to you, ask what you have done to others. The moment you understand what your journey in life is, you understand what you have done, how the generations have come to you and what the cycles and the skeletons we have left behind have gone through, um, 
then you will understand what other people are thinking of you and what you are going to witness in the future if you do not clean up that past. Saying that, oh, the past is the past, I'm not interested. You have to be interested. I want you need to study the past in order to clean yourself, clean your mind and heal so that going forward, you can invest in, in new technologies, new ideas, uh, new civilizations, but only through healing. So uh, we are equal stakeholders in the journey of life in on the Indian subcontinent. In India, the government gives us equal opportunities, uh, the constitution, but it's the fear-mongering of our colonial uh, occupiers of our mind, the colonial who colonial invaders who colonized our ancestors and told us have told us, oh, we are living in fear. Someone's taking this away. Someone's taking that away. Someone is, uh, um, they're going to come and kill you. And this fear psychosis is only so that they can pretend that they are the stakeholders and you need them to have power without your money in their, in their um, colonial institutions. They will, you will go to hell and no one's going to help us. This is the fear that they've put in us. We, we remain on the outside, outskirts of society. We never partake in society, in policies and anything. And if we partake, we have to have a label. We don't partake as, as human beings. We partake as members of a certain community. Oh, well, the Hindus are not good. The Christians are not getting this. And as Christians, I want that. You will never get anywhere in life. You are a human being. You you partake in society as a human being, not as a label, not as a member of community, but as a general neutral human being, empowering yourself, improving yourself, helping your neighbors, volunteering um, as, as people. Just as we, when we walk on the streets, we do not walk on the streets as a human, as, 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 um, Christians and Hindus or Muslims and Sikhs, we walk on the streets. Everyone is equal opportunity. Sim similarly, the constitution of this country has given us equal opportunities. But the, the ecosystem of these colonial empires have brainwashed us to believe that we're not equal. We're getting less of our share and only they, are the, they can fight for us. That means they've forced us to be dependent upon them so that they can use our money and power. Once you get off the dependency of this, this uh, pipeline of, uh, of, of pot, as they say, uh, that is fed to us by these colonial uh, leftovers and their colonial arrogance, uh, you want to have to understand that you're free. You're actually free to be who you choose to be. Um, and you don't need to depend on anyone. You can partake uh, in, in any policy, in any, in any group, in any debate, you're free to be who you choose to be uh, and not be dependent as a slave. Um, and that's very, very important to understand. And if you are sitting on the outskirts of, of, of your community, you're not partaking. So there's no use of the fear. It's not paying you any dividends. It's not helping you going forward. It's not helping you empower your country. It's not in helping you partake in this country. It's not helping you uh, help and heal the next generation. So it's important for you not to be on the outskirts. Drop those labels. It's just a narrative. It's there to control your mind and it's important for you to partake in societies. You're an equal member. So to be negative and, and stop people from partaking just because it doesn't suit the ideas that you were 
brainwashed with um, is a sad day, but you can change the day into a positive day. You can heal, and that's exactly why we are having this conversation. You're just a human being. The label is a narrative given to you. It's a perception of your mind and your free-flowing metaphysical energy. Remember, it's your currents that form the waves. Uh, so thank you so very much for having this conversation with me and taking time to listen to it. Uh, it's important to understand that we are all the same. We are same energy field. It's uh, We are cyclic in nature, and it's our currents that form our waves. Um I hope you have a great weekend on that note. I hope you can heal. And going forward, please share this with your friends, your family. Uh, have that conversation. Um, this this episode this was directed specifically at Christians and and um, and Muslims. But if you you don't want to share it with them, it's important for those who are non-Christian and non-minorities to understand where the what we see from our point of view and how we're looking at things and how we need to heal and what is really going on in our communities instead of the narrative that's spread on the media. Um, so thank you very much once again for your time. I hope you have a great, great day.